Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Peter Bray and um, I'm going to be doing my first podcast episode on how I built my first profitable email list with zero budget in 48 hours. Uh, I did this while crashing in my big brother's living room, um, which I shared with his pretty smelly dog, Diesel. Side note, I adore Diesel. That's uh, no slight on on Diesel whatsoever. He's a beautiful black staffy. He's a very old man now. I haven't seen him for a few years, but I've got very fond memories. He uh, he was my co-pilot, my wingman on this journey. He did feature in some of my marketing, and I, I like to think he's uh, an integral part of the success of the whole venture. Um, so why I, I, I want to share this story because it it's really where my email marketing journey really began and I really do put all my stock on uh, email marketing. I think it's the most important and most valuable thing that any business whatsoever can do with its time. Uh, Any of the new kind of types of marketing that pop up, TikTok, Snapchat, any, anything that's coming up that's like um, the new version of Facebook or Instagram, I think you 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 should devote whatever resources that you can to them, but there's always a caveat, always, always, always a caveat, and that caveat never changes, it's this. The purpose of finding new and better sources of traffic like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever's up and coming. There's only one reason to do that, and that is to funnel more qualified um, individuals, individuals who would benefit from hearing what you've got to say. And in the next one to 18 months, potentially benefit from buying what you sell be it a product or a service, they should be on your email list. So any new new form of traffic, the only reason it should exist in your business model is to funnel people like that onto your email list where you can regularly send them emails where they get to know you, they get to hear what you're about, they get to interact with you, they get to trust you, You get to show up every day or at least a few times a week and uh, earn some authority. You get to demonstrate qualities as a leader in your space. Email is the only reasonable conclusion to reach with, with doing that. Why? Because it's the only platform that you actually own the contacts. I mean that in a very practical way. There's nothing esoteric or abstract about that that I, I mean. I mean that in a concrete and very practical way. There is, in on every other version of any other platform where you can have a so-called audience, all of it's an illusion. You own nothing about that. That's self-evident. Um, the, there's concrete evidence of that happening where People on Facebook, for example, have an audience of 100,000 members. 
And uh, there's a few way there's a few ways this can happen, uh, where it's a complete catastrophe, and the audience you thought was your audience, suddenly reality um, headbutts you in the nose very painfully, and uh, and shows you that your the whole way you're orientated about this is completely inaccurate, because Facebook can just change the rules. And suddenly, when you're used to making posts in your your own Facebook group, where people have signed up, joined your group, uh, been consumed because they want to consume your content, Facebook changes the rules. This happened in 2009. It's happened a few times, where you might be used to every time you make a post, 10,000 people see it organically. Facebook. Tweak the algorithm, change the rules, because they want to uh, get a higher level of monetization on their platform, and so it plummets absolutely your, your organic reach in your own groups craters, and suddenly you get maybe 500 instead of 10,000 overnight. Nothing you can do, no no appeals process. Uh, now. You have to make up that ten thousand in organic reach with paid with paid reach. Done. Well, that's because that's that's a sign from re reality that's telling you very very important information. That if you think that they are your audience just because they've signed up to a page that you have created, and that's on any platform LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, anything. Snapchat, TikTok, it, it's irrelevant what the platform is. If you believe that you own them, then that you, then you're you're going about with an inaccurate map of reality, and that means that you're you're going to fall into a pit sooner or later because that's that's what happens in reality. Is if you if you if you if you are operating with an incorrect and inaccurate um, system or map. The only, the only platform that you actually own is email because you can, on a very practical and concrete way, even if, you know, say you're on, um, say you're on MailChimp as your email marketing software and say they kick you off. Well, if you're doing your email marketing properly and you're safely and secure, securely and in line with GDPR, storing that data regularly and securely with backups, then it's irrelevant who deplatforms you because you you own those contacts and in a in a very practical level. I mean, you you have a list of all of the people on your email list that's regularly updated and backed up. So if every service deplatforms you for some reason if the whole internet gets switched off wiped reset globally with no undo button then as soon as the internet's back up and running <laughs> you can upload your database that's the i mean that's that's what email is and that's that's why it's so important to funnel everything to that uh of course, that's not likely to happen, but there's a million and other, one other things that could happen that are just as catastrophic. Well, maybe not 
quite as catastrophic as that. That'd, that'd be pretty alarming, but they're almost as catastrophic. You can get deplatformed very, very easily. You, that can happen by pure misunderstanding, by mi misattribution of, 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 a, of a breach of terms and conditions. There's horror stories here, there and everywhere of people who, who have done nothing wrong, but because of a misunderstanding, some confusion, there's some breach of terms of service that get laid at your feet and you're deplatformed and the you know people don't they, these these services don't really care about the individual they've got so many users uh, it's not very practical for them to have a rigorous fair process uh, with appeals so a lot of them just don't a lot of them it's just well collateral damage you snooze you lose uh, unfortunate nothing to be done the only way to guarantee that as not a possibility is to make sure that your the purpose of all of those things is to funnel, say, 10% of the traffic. And that's a good thing, right? It's a good thing that it's not 100%. You don't just want everyone who stumbles across you. I mean, it's the internet. It's a dark place. There's, there's some weirdos out there. You don't want all of them to come on your 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 kind of inner circle, which is your email list. You, you, you want the quality people, the one, you want people who will open your emails, read them, ones who actually um, are, are, on the, are on the same wavelength as you. You don't want people who are just fundamentally opposed to every everything that you stand for, um, obviously. So aiming for 10% of traffic through each source of traffic to come to your email list, to join your email list, is a really good thing. It's a really good aim. Uh, and there's lots of ways of doing it. Anyway, here's how I built my first profitable email list. It wasn't big, but it was profitable. So I started off with using a giveaway. Now I had zero budget. But I had a spare, so I, this, my first, my first niche with email marketing was in uh, voiceover and helping other people. I was doing voiceovers from home using a microphone and a laptop. And uh, a bunch of people had been asking me how to do it because it's a very enjoyable way to earn a side income. And, uh, and so I, I, I decided, right, well, I need to, um, I need to, you know, monetize this so I can actually have, have the, the kind of structure in place instead of giving away time for free, which is completely unsustainable and means that I'm never giving it my full, I'm never giving people my full attention and never really helping them to actually launch a business. I'm just giving them bedraggled scraps of a, tips and advice that don't really get followed up on um i thought if i just make this turn this as fast as possible into a uh, into a profitable you know transaction with an email list then uh then that's to everyone's benefit these are people who would rather spend money and just have the problem solved 
And so I decided that I would do a giveaway um, to launch to launch my email list as an act of just get you know generosity, giving away uh, giving away something of huge value to someone who wants to start a voiceover business. And so I took my spare mic, which was a a Rode NT1A. They retail at about 150 quid, uh, or they did back then. Uh, in fact, I think they still do. A very solid mic. Um, and I I went through the following steps. I signed up to King Sumo Giveaways. Now they're they're still around. You can use them. You can use their free free option, and it's great. That's what I did. And I went and found two people in the voiceover niche who had an audience already. And I just sent them in a very short email asking if they thought their audience would appreciate a chance to win an expensive mic for free. And I wrote a tweet that they could retweet very, very easily. And I wrote them a very short email, pretty much saying just what I've said so that they could just click on it and retweet that and uh, I'd get a, a whole bunch of traffic. It, I made it really beneficial to them. I mean, imagine you've got a, an audience of people who are hungry for content and you feel like you're, you're in competition every day for market share, right? You need, uh, you need, what you're looking for is like ways to stand out, ways to be the favorite, ways to have more people follow you, ways to have more people click through to your website to see what what you do, what you sell, what's of interest, more ways to make people trust you and like you. And so if you just have an email land in your lap with someone saying, hey, I'd love to make your audience love you, <laughs> then your chances are you'll, you'll see that as a, a green light. They both did and uh, thanked me, wished me luck um, with, my, with my whole venture. You know, that, that worked even though technically they could have seen me as being in competition with them. But because I, I wrote the email in a way that made it completely a no-brainer to say yes, um, they were more than happy to. So uh, a bunch of their audience signed up. In 48 hours, I, for the next 48 hours, I watched my email list grow. And I was completely, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was in tears at, at one point. It was absolutely cathartic. I couldn't believe, because I, I was under pressure, right? I was broke. I was really stressed. I didn't have my own home. I wasn't standing on my own two feet. I was kind of living off my brother. This is not in any way, in any alignment with any of how I see myself. It was really stressful. It was it really sucked and um and so when when those emails started coming in people were signing up to this giveaway in you know by the dozen i was deeply shocked and i think the real value of this whole venture was is i mean you must have experienced this when you when you take when you take steps outside your comfort zone on something that could, that might just not work, 
and it would you I mean I think I feel like part of you knows that the real damage is going to be that it hurts your sense of hope it, it, it hurts your willingness to take steps outside your comfort zone the infrastructure of that itself is at stake here so it's um it, there's a yeah it's a it's a pretty pretty intense experience if you're you know really on the on the line um and what's the gain is 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 a rush of knowing that you have you have that you have the resources in your hands even if you have no money no budget no real expertise nothing like that you have the resources in your hands to forge a totally different uh trajectory uh, i think that's that's really you know the the hell and heaven at stake here which you know the stakes couldn't be more epic for well they couldn't have for for me and and so when when i started to get concrete signs of success rolling in with people subbing and uh and in in enlisting and and jumping on my email list i was just in pure ecstasy and in, in the kind of painful happiness where you take a real risk put your neck out on on the line and it and it pays off um yeah some pretty pretty wild stuff there so what what I did next is I, I had a welcome sequence ready um a very personal one I knew that the the real the real thing I had to sell was was a was a relationship with someone that they trusted uh, and I I knew the only way of doing that was was to be real and concrete so uh, I think I had a few unspoken rules where I was just going to tell the truth I wasn't going to do any acts of manipulation no false scarcity whatsoever I hate that stuff I hate that stuff I I I hate that there are auto webinars now that just have lies built into them where you just lie about how many copies of your 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 book or ebook are available and that stocks are running low and you're going to cancel their order if you if they don't if they don't do it now i mean who do you think what kind of people do you want on your email list dumb people who do you think as an audience who is of any value to you whatsoever in the long term you'd want to have any kind of business relationship with in the long term who do you think is not going to see right through that anyway that's that's maybe a rant for another day um but uh i i knew that the all the businesses who i who i look forward to giving my money there are people who have earned my trust by being honest at every step of the journey and taken taken the opportunity to demonstrate that up front so that was an important factor of what i knew would be mine but my business um th- there was also i knew it was going to be a very personal kind of style of communication um i didn't want people to feel like they were talking to some faceless conglomerate uh i wanted to, people to feel like they were talking to a dude who was in a house not necessarily in an office and who 
genuinely wanted to help them out and if there was any opportunity to do so um then then i would and and so i did and i i the first email was to ask people to just hit reply uh you know it was a very warm welcome i think i had a stupid joke in there somewhere because that's honestly who i am <laughs> and uh then i asked them to tell me their their story what 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 her what made them want the mic where they were at in their their business or freelance journey what their concerns were what they were struggling with what their ideal situation would be if they could just wave a magic wand and you know what happened people replied and they wrote a ton i feel like what happens here is that people intend to write you one sentence maybe like a quick reply but then once people start they're talking about themselves right this is this is a seriously cathartic thing for people to do and i think they just pour out more and more and more and more so i got to know individuals on my email list i got to know their problems their hopes their fears their dreams and i replied and i i i replied genuinely and honestly and i when i didn't know anything i didn't i didn't pretend to but when i did i just was as helpful as possible there's a line here because i think it's dishonest not to charge where you should be so um it wouldn't take like 3 hours to to kind of reply to someone and to solve their problem for them because that's not an honest transaction i don't genuinely have 3 hours to give my best focus and time to solve someone else's problem unless they're paying to make that transaction genuine and sustainable so um i i wrote an email sequence that demonstrated uh a trustworthy person on the other end of of an email who sat down and write and got to know people uh i asked them what they want and what they're struggling with and i helped as many people as i as i reasonably could and didn't cross the line of overstepping myself so i was of less value to the whole audience by just bending over backwards to help one person and then i made them offers genuinely valuable and useful offers based on what i'd learned about them through the email list so um so with the voice over business that was helping people to make a voice reel in an affordable way it was helping people to um to get their first uh voiceover job. The way I did that was I made a blog post um a long how-to blog post again in a very personal way that reframed people uh who were going to be good customers of mine and actually put off people who weren't going to be good customers where we wouldn't see eye to eye. And so all the leads I got from that were people who were pretty much already sold with working with me so i i would schedule appointments phone calls and people had to pay up front and then would have a call uh so there was a non-refundable deposit and uh and that's what i did that was my first profitable email list i hope that's useful um please get in touch at peter at peterbraymarketing.com if you want to hear any more or ask me any questions i'm very happy to help
and uh, if there's a way I can help you, then I will, and I'll tell you if uh, if it needs to be a business transaction. And if not, then I'll just go ahead and make a quick video demonstrating what I think is the best solution to have your problem solved. Thanks very much and tune in to the next episode.